0: Welcome everyone to Episode 4, Season 1 of our Superior Sales Disruption Podcast, which is brought to you by our media partner, Retail World, Australia's premier publication for the grocery and FMCG industry. As will be the case throughout our, I'm joined by my comrade in Melbourne, Mr. Mark Trilson. Mark, how are you this morning?
1: I'm sensational, Jamie, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to our interview with John and with you. The fact that John's had such a distinguished career largely at one company is very rare in this sort of digital microwave sort of era. What are you looking forward to? Mate,
0: uh, well, look, I am wanted to hear a bit more about John. I've known John for uh, over 15, 17 years. Uh, I've, I've I've seen the journey he's been on and, and, and led with, uh, you know, Pharmacare uh, at the head of the sales uh, regime. And uh, now as the CEO, I'm, I'm interested to hear a bit more about where he sees the business going, um, and uh, yeah, excited to hear a little bit more about him and uh, what you know, what what were the key motivators for him uh, growing up, and and what put him in the good stead to be where he is
1: today. Fantastic! So, without further ado, John Donlan.
0: So, John's the current CEO of PharmaCare, and uh, welcome this morning uh, for having us here. Thanks,
1: Jamie. Great to be with you,
0: mate. Uh, we'll also welcome Mark. Uh, Mark, uh, what's uh, what have we got down in Melbourne today, mate?
1: Well, you know, we've we've had a big weekend down here in Melbourne, so excited to speak to John and I think I may just kick it off, you know, Jamie and I love a great story and, and all great stories start with the beginning. So, John, where did you sort of grow up and go to school?
2: Uh, so, grew up in Sydney, uh, the uh, the North Shore of Sydney, uh, a suburb called Pimble, family there and, and went to, to primary school there and then high school at a... St. Leo's College up at Warunga, also up on the North Shore, um, and yeah, spent, spent all the childhood in, in that type of area, um, around that North Shore, and then post-school, post and I suppose getting into, into working life, uh, made my way down to the Northern Beaches and, and been there pretty much ever since.
0: What was schooling like for you, mate? Uh, I'm in uh, St. Leo, so that was a Marist College, from memory.
2: Catholic, Catholic, uh, Catholic, college. Catholic College. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like school was good. Got a bit tougher as it went on. Um, sport was was uh, my major focus going through school, uh, or through those school age years. Um, so study wasn't wasn't high on the priorities, um, and school got a bit tougher as it as it uh, got a bit further on, and and more study was required. But Um, enjoyed my time uh, at school obviously made a lot of friends that I've you know many I still have uh, to today Um, some great learnings there and and I said um, a good opportunity to to have a a cross-section of both sport and and education through that process yeah
0: we did catch up on a little bit of that. So sport played a pretty big part. So rugby would become a pretty big part of your life uh, outside of school, obviously.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah winter sports, um, rugby and, and league um, through growing up, but um, went on to, to rugby and um, played at the Gordon rugby club for many years. And then, and then coached uh, coached down there afterwards as well. Um, and again, many, many friends and, um, um, uh, and And business wise still to this day um, that rugby community is very strong. Um, I was fortunate enough to to go on a few rugby tours during that period of time and and had one fantastic tour to Argentina and chile um, and uh, yeah the 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 sporting part of it the rugby the rugby family i guess uh, has great networks um, as i said continues to this day but uh, yeah it was very important um, to me and all sport was very important that, that, um, being involved in team, um, which is, is I think carried me through well in, in business as well. Some great learnings with,
1: within that. So, uh, sport obviously, you know, is great for networking and and getting your your, your first opportunity. Did did that sort of help you get started? And, and, you know, if it did or it didn't, uh, where did you get started in Uh, terms of your career?
2: So it, 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 didn't, uh, initially. So outside of school or after school, I, I, I joined, um, one of the banks, um, and worked there for a little while. Um, actually jumped from there into the building industry. Um, and, and I wasn't very good at that. So that, that gave me a learning <laughs> from that perspective. Um, but through, through rugby, um, and, um, I actually, it helped me pick up a job, um, with Speedo, uh, as it was back then. And, um, yeah, I had some rugby contacts through the club that were involved there and that got me, got me pretty much my first start as far as sales um, went um, and selling uh, obviously Speedo swimwear. But back then, um, part of the portfolio was uh, jockey underwear and form fit bras. So, had a little bit of everything there. Interesting as a kid or well, back in the early 20s. Selling that type of portfolio of product.
0: That is a very varied pro- style of product. So you're out on the road calling out on what kind of outlets were you calling on out in the street?
2: Yeah, back then with them, so it varied from um, from swimming pools to uh, sports stores. Yep. Uh, back then, Grace Brothers and uh, and David Jones, um, Lowe's, the whole anybody that sold clothes virtually. Um, so it was a really good understanding, um, starting to get an understanding of retail. Uh, and how that, how that worked, um, some of the structures or, or non-structures around some of those different retailers, which
1: was great. Okay. So uh, Simon Sinek, uh, you know, has is, is become very famous for talking that um, our careers are often helped by having a sense of purpose or developing our, uh, our why. Has that been something that's guided you in your career, you know, from sporting to, to work, or has that been something that's guided you of late?
2: Yeah, look, I think as a the, the sport um part of it, the winning attitude that goes with sport, and I've always been been a winner, whether it was was, you know, playing rugby or 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 playing Kingpin in the in the school. It was always about winning for me and that was always very important. Um, um so that's guided through and, and certainly the team aspect of things. Um I, I loved playing in teams and, and it being about the team. Um result and, and how that came together and, and what structures and strategies were put in place to get a result. Um, that was one for me, you know, always in sport, in a, in a, in a strong team, the thing that I enjoyed the most. Um, and I think I've been fortunate to be able to bring that through um, into business. And I don't think there's a lot of difference between um, the business world and, and the sporting world as far as teams go and what it takes to, to get strong performance
0: it is a it is an important uh, alignment so uh, you know i use uh, in in a few different uh, walks um sport really um fundamentally gives you teamwork it gives you discipline it gives you a winning attitude it gives you also teaches you how to lose uh, yeah. which are really important fundamentals from a not just from a life uh sorry from business from a life point of view um and uh you know that's uh it's amazing how you know successful people have generally got a, a strong uh, affiliation with that uh, team team atmosphere. And uh, so, in, obviously, uh, you you moved from Speedo. Where where was your next uh, where was your next uh, port of call? Uh,
2: from Speedo, I went to a, a company um, uh, Danish Farms. They were called a tiny little company, a startup in the route trade. Um a Danish guy who was, had come over to here and, and had this love of a product they, they had called Eskimo Kisses. So, right. he set up a factory and started selling that and, and I went on the road with them. Um, set up a, a, a brand new territory, it was a brand new business, um, went out and scoped all that out and, and, and sold into to cafes and corner stores um, through that process. Um, and that was a really great learning, tough environment to, to cold call and, and, and try as a, as a startup in a business that was, you know, in that confectionery game, obviously a really strong um, business as far as uh, channel, as far as, as the, the players and the manufacturers go. But gave me a real good insight into, into calling and knockbacks and all that sort of thing that you've got to take every day um, when you're at the cold face of selling. So that was a really good learning. Um, from then, I, I went on, did a little bit of travel. Um, but then came back and, and had a role with Arnett Snacks, as they were back then, so in that snack um, snack market. And um, that was the first time that I was really involved in FMCG um, and particularly in the grocery market. Um, and it was probably the time in my career when I jumped around from a number of things that, that I started to feel comfortable. Um, I enjoy structure, so the grocery industry has a really good structure about it, I think. Um, and almost a process back then, and, and still to, to today, of how you how you um, how you deal with the retailers, and that that all sort of started to gel then for me. That that was sort of where I felt comfortable, um, where I felt uh, that that my skills were were strong in that area, and it all started to crystallise. So that was that was a good time. It's uh,
0: it's uh, quite a quite uncanny uh, some of the. Uh, um similarities we've had in our journey because i don't know if we've ever spoken but i obviously was a at, at snack foods for about uh, eight years uh, okay. as a okay. as a cash van driver so that's where okay. i started my okay. career started at uh, uh selling out well you know, the route trade as you just mentioned uh, was always a tough game and uh mark and i love the route trade that's where our, our backbone comes from and uh, and um so you worked out at smithfield where, where you from the smithfield, from the smithfield uh, office. Yeah.
2: and i i headed up the North Shore Northern Beaches area as far as that area went okay. um, and I think back then i had a I had a promotions uh, rep that worked for me and a team of about eight merchandisers um, hmm. so we covered all the grocery outlets uh north Shore and northern beaches.
0: was Steve Trimboli around in those
2: stages no. uh, i don't think I crossed paths with him, but okay. um don't know the name, but yeah
1: okay
0: all right might might have been a bit before the time
1: yeah. <laughs> so John, uh, you know you, you learned on the mean streets of the route trade and, and then you just touched on you started uh, building a team so what what's sort of your philosophy on building and managing a team?
2: look the, the people that you get involved in the team I think is the is the critical thing um, and and, and I, I guess as a starting point to do, to who you take into that team or, or who you bring into that team is really important. The thing I always look for. For salespeople but generally throughout business um, is those that have got first and foremost common sense and I think common sense is a really critical thing for everybody in, in, in business particularly in sales and, and, and the type of business that, that we operate in. Once you've got someone with that common sense I think the desire to, to win and, 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 and to really push themselves. Um, I think if, if somebody's got those two attributes. You can generally train them um and and them gain the experience that they'll be very good um, once you've got those two type of people on board i think it's 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 then pulling the team together uh, I remember many years ago hearing from um from one of the one of the rugby league coaches. I think it was Phil Gould who said you know managing people's uh a very difficult thing and he was talking from a from a a, a team sport environment, but I think it carries through to to business, certainly, that no two people are the same and, and they want to be measured in different ways and some want to pat on the back and some want the, the financial aspect and um, some want to be left alone to do their own thing. And, and whilst I think you've got to have consistency in, in how you manage people, I think you've always got to know what, what the uh, the drivers are of people and be able to lean on that with them. Um, so that's that's you know an important part of pulling that team together. As I said, everybody's a bit different. Um, you need the consistency, but you need to be able to judge people and to work with people as, as who they are and what their drivers are. Um, and then from a team aspect, again, and a business team, it's, it's putting everybody uh, into the frame of where you want to go, what, what the challenges are, but what the end goal is and, and the strategy to get there. Um, generally, I find that if people know where it is you want to go and you've got a clear path, um, that they have a say in, in, in what it is and how you're going to get there. They'll buy in, and you get the team to perform
0: and uh, the key turning points, mate, so you, you know you've gone from snacks, so uh, I think that uh, led you I'm, I'm assuming led you through to sunbeam uh, at some stage there
2: yeah, I had ten years with sunbeam yep. um, and that was a great you know small business again, probably where I found my, my feet that I'd been with some multinationals um, i i I've, I've found that working with a smaller business you've got to be hands on with with all areas of the business. Um, and that suits me, um, doesn't suit everybody. And again, it's, it's something I always talk to people when they're looking to come into, to pharma is the type of business we are. And whilst we've grown a lot in the, in the last 20 years, um, we still are, you know, a private company and, and everybody gets in and gets involved in different areas of the business, but I've always enjoyed that. So whether, you know, as a, someone who's, who's come up as a salesperson, I, I for many years have been in, involved in marketing and, and uh, logistics. Um, and so that cross-fertilisation, I guess, and, and, and experience across many different areas of the business is
1: a thing that I've always enjoyed. And so in terms of um, your career, I mean, it's very distinguished on paper. What, what are some of your career highlights? And, and, and for probably a lot of us, what have been some of your lowlights that so we could learn and, and maybe have a chuckle with?
2: Um, yeah, look, highlights has obviously been pharmacare. Um, I've been 18 years, 18 years here, uh, next week. I think it is. Um, and Good timing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's been an incredible journey. You you get caught up in, in, in the doing, but when you sit down and sort of look back at, at what's occurred, when I came here, this was a, a $30 million business, predominantly in the pharmacy market. Um, had been operating for about fifteen years at that stage, um, and we we went through a process that the the owner of the business said to me that you know they could never make grocery work, and that was predominantly what I came in to the business for. But over the over the last eighteen years, we've grown that business from a thirty million dollars business to what will be a, a five hundred million dollar business at the end of this current financial year, or close to that. Um, we now operate and have offices um, in, in all around the world. Um, we just opened our second office. I, I was over there a few weeks ago to office, open our, um, our office in Shanghai. We have one in Guangzhou, so we've got two offices in China. Um, we've got uh, an office in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the UK, in Europe, in the States, in Canada, Malaysia, Thailand, New Zealand. So to be involved in that journey, not only the growth of the of the business and the and the sales and obviously the local business is still the strong part and the and the hub of the business, but we 've bought many brands we 've launched many brands um, we 've just achieved an enormous amount over that time as i said you you sit back and and start to think about all the things we've we have achieved in that time and it 's just amazing um, so the whole journey through that eighteen years has been a highlight it 's hard to pick you know one of those um, but you know, I think journey is a, a word that's probably used too often. But it's certainly been that you know it's it's a it's been a process as a business. All all we think about um, is innovation, um, NPD within our brands and growth. And and it's once you get that mindset, it's then how you get there. We find you know it's not about what we can or can't achieve. It's how we're going to do it. Um, so that's been that's been the upside as far as the downside. God, there's been plenty of those. Um,
0: <laughs> the challenges, maybe better word, but uh, yeah, look, the I,
2: challenges. Yeah, look, I mean, the, you know, day to day, there's challenges every every yeah, day, and sure. um, you know, we went through the the pan pharmaceutical crisis um, some fifteen, sixteen years ago that nearly wiped the business out uh, in a day. Um, that was a real challenge for us, and the industry um, took a long time to get over that. Um, but we we pushed through that, and again. You know, we've had a really good management team in place for a long time in this business and, and we sort of pulled together as a group. Um, Toby, who owns the business, sort of led our thinking to say, you know, that's, that's all right, we'll get through this and and, and we immediately started to put some p- plans in place. We actually bought uh, a purchase from Unilever, and Norsca during that period of time um, and whilst many, many of us probably said to Toby it wasn't the right time to make those acquisitions, his thinking was more about how, how he we got back up on our feet and, um, and, and got some brands in place and we did a deal with Unilever and that really helped us get through to the next stage. So um, that, that was probably one of the biggest challenges um, um, that I've, I've faced. Um, look, I had plenty of jobs and in some of those I've mentioned, um, you know, leading into where I am now that, that I didn't enjoy and I wasn't good at. As I said, the building industry, I, you know, I've, I've hit my thumbs more times with hammers than, than most most would um but again I, I I look back and and the experience I think you gain from everything holds you in good stead later in life and it's funny you know as a as a you know someone in your twenties when you don't like a job and you're disappointed and and you just want to get out um there's always learnings i've found out of those 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 experiences that that do come back to you in later life um and help you with with uh when you when you do come up against some other challenges or, or day to day or how other people are dealing with, with things in your business, you know, bringing young people through in, uh, in business has been something that for me in the last five or 10 years has been a real interesting, um, process of my, my role now with, with pharma um, and young people, you know, I hate that word millennials. I'd, I'd rather call people, young <laughs> people, um, you know, that they, they think a little bit differently to what we probably did when we were growing up. Um. But it is what it is, so you've got to work with it. And, and um, you know, there's some really good kids coming through. We bring a lot of a lot of kids through in this business. And um, again, I think if you apply most of the, the the process and the thinking and the time and the training with them, um, the good ones come to the come to the top.
0: Yeah. And- that's a uh, that's a really important ingredient to why we're sitting here today, to be quite honest, John, so you know Mark and I really feel that uh, that that you know these young achievers that are in our game um, i'm sure they're account level managers they're business managers um, you know they they do want to hear the stories of 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 you know CEOs and sales directors and that they've looked up to and um you know we do i do sort of say that that younger generation uh uh they come out of uni and they and they think within six months they should be ceo or managing director but uh the reality there's a lot of experience a lot of hard work and learning from people like yourself uh and and that's what the podcast is all about um which you know leads us to you know um Really, the sales disruption. So now you're running more people and a lot more people, obviously. So give us an idea of the size of your team uh, and and how and how have you led that? And, and what are some of the sales disruption you know that you see within the, your your business and or how business or has
2: changed in the last five ten years? Yeah, so so total staff um, now in excess of five hundred. Okay. Um, I said that's that's across the across the world. Um, we, we've we've had some some big um, drives into international markets and particularly in China in the last few years and that suited our business very well. Um, we've got 33 people on the ground in China and another 12 in our Sydney office that work on that. Um, but totally over 500 people uh, in the business um, and that's a challenge in itself. You know, managing people and wow. staff and turnover um, is a real challenging um, challenging day-to-day aspect of, of our business. Um, you know, every, everybody, everybody needs to pull into that goal and that's as, as businesses get bigger, it's, it's harder to, to corral the team and to get everybody on the one strategy. But I think, you know, if you continue the purpose, continue the message, um, continue to treat people well, um, and I think that's, that's very important. Um, more and more, I think the change with people now has been that they all want a voice. And and that's important, um, and important for everybody to know that whilst they, they have a voice, um, it won't always be the right one, and and not to stop putting their thoughts and ideas in, in place. But um, you know, as a collective, we we come together, um, as as do all businesses, and and make a decision on what we we know is best with the with the tools we have, with the knowledge we have, um, and
1: and we go. So John, you you talked uh, about the pride you have in innovation and new product development has there been any in particular that you've seen that have really disrupted the market that you thought on the on the onset that it may not have
2: um look i think if i if i look at the the market and particularly the the, the grocery market at the moment i think there's some really really good things happening from a from a disruption perspective um, top of mind for me now is is a company like Foods, and there's a few of those that are out there at the moment um, I think that's really disruptive to to what's been commonplace in the in the market and in the industry. Interestingly, I, I think it's probably about 20 years ago. Um, you know, Bernie Brooks in his time in in Woolies, and I was up in Queensland for a few years. He had a big push on on meal ideas and meal replacements. Um, many many custom made fridges went into stores in Woolworths, and and they were selling you know ready-made soups and half cooked steaks and, and things like that that didn't work at the time. Um, and, and, you know, shelf life was, was short on those types of things, but interestingly how that's turned around, it's adapted a little bit. Bernie was obviously a little bit before his time. Um, but I think that's a real, real strong disruption in the market, um, at the moment and interesting where that, where that will go. I know the retailers are starting to try and get a bit of a share of that themselves. Um, and, and that that'll, will evolve, I think, as well. Um, the other things, when, when I look at what the ice cream manufacturers have done in the last few years and what they, they've done as far as co-branding with some of the confectionery companies, I think there's some, some really nice things that have happened there um, that, that's added some value, I think, to the, to the category as, as well as, as obviously some volume. Um, I look at a brand like Carmen's and what they've done over the years, again, from a value proposition and what they've added in a health and wellness area to, to snacking and, and cereals and that type of market. There's a lot happening always is. But, um, yeah, I think there's some of the, the disruptions I see at the moment.
1: Um, and what about from a pharmacare point of view?
2: Um, NPD and, and innovation is, is what we're all about. Um, if you talk to any of the retailers that we deal with, that's, that's what we're known for. Um, we're very quick to market. We've just, uh, I've just come back from a trip over to the States uh, last week where we had about 15 or 20 of our marketers from around the world um, over to the States to look at stores and a big expo that occurs over there from a natural health perspective. Um, so we're always looking for innovation and bringing innovation to the market. Whenever we bring people into the business, that's, that's, they know that that's what it's about. And from a marketing perspective, that's what it's about. Um, we get plenty wrong. Um, but we've got a lot right over the years um and and we see ourselves in as leaders in that area so you know from from kids' gummies that we brought to market, probably fifteen years ago now um across the boards, you know we were the first to come into grocery with bulk packs of vitamins about eighteen years ago, um, cough and cold products, natural cough and cold products that we've brought to the market. A whole range of things that we do day to day we 're doing a lot of products in the in the beauty area now with collagen as far as supplements go that 's leading the market leading the growth in in those sorts of channels so we 're very quick to to look at at ideas um, and and to look at NPD and those sort of disruptions um, as i said that's that 's who we 're known for uh, we 're not as big as some of the others uh, but um, that 's our real drive that 's our real drive
0: so Actually interesting, uh, you, you give Bernie a bit of a plug there. Bernie uh, uh, actually may be uh, one of our guests uh, uh, later on in the season, so uh, um, don't tell anyone I told you that, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah, he's, he's a quite a charismatic guy as we all know and uh, uh, we'll see if uh, he can, he was a bit before his time and it's amazing how many different products that we have uh, seen that can be. You know, just before their times. And uh, so, John, yeah, I mean, obviously, sport plays a big part in all our lives. I mean, what, one of the things that I know that certainly from a lot of the CEOs and, and sales directors that we're getting to talk to, mentors, mentors play a big part in your journey. Um, you had a very, you know, what it sounded like a, a number of jobs early on. One of the things Mark and I marveled at before we got to sit down with you today is you know, you've had two jobs in, in, in nearly 30 years. 30 years, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. So uh, you might've had your, your movement before that, but, um, you know, can you, sh- can you share with us any of the, your mentors along your, along your journey and, and what it was, I, I, I just shared, uh, what uh, wasn't a mentor, but certainly a turning point in the road in a career path for myself. And, and, uh, you know, where, 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 who would they be and, and what, are, what can you?
2: Yeah, look, look I think, recall? um, certainly from a, from a, from a rugby and a sports perspective, you, you go through a lot of coaches and you pick up a lot. I think even just from, from listening to, to, to sporting coaches, to business people, um, you know, I, I read a lot, um, read a lot of the papers, enjoy watching the news and, and hearing people talking about their experiences and their, their thoughts on business and sports. So I think, you know, I've picked up a lot from, from, from many people um, over time. And, and and I try and, and grab bits of, of advice from people um, and see whether that, that, that is me or that should be me or should be part of what I'm doing with the team. Um, but bits of advice from from many over the years and I've had some really good leaders um, with, within my business time. Um, I guess the, the thing that sticks out the most to me um, was a, a, a CEO that I worked for at Sunbeam. Um, and he said to me, to me once, which I hold very, very dear. And I, and I, and I also would try to instill that in all the people at at PharmaCare as well. And he said, never be shy to change a decision. Now, if you've made a decision and and you decide to go down a certain path, um, never be shy. If, if, if you learn along the way that it's not working for whatever reasons, you get more information, don't be too proud to say, no, that's a decision I made. I'm going to stick with it be big enough to say no 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 it isn't working out as we like we're going to move we're going to go a different direction we'll go down a different road and i think you know i've seen a lot in the in in my experience and and my past that people that for the wrong reasons and they believe they're the right reasons don't change decisions and and you end up getting into worse worse areas and so i think it's a bit of being a bit humble to say no no it's okay I made the wrong call, and I've I've learned and I've I've picked up some more information, and, and we're going to make a change. And I think that's for me has been the one piece of advice that that I received that I um I certainly I it, it comes to the fore many times you know regularly um within the business. And I said it's something I I try and push on to to people that I work with um that
1: it, that it is a,
2: a really important thing.
1: So John, I was intrigued. You, you said that. Uh, you don't like calling them millennials. You like calling them the young people. Have you been able to you know, get some reverse mentoring from the, the young people coming through the ranks? And secondly, you know, if you look back now, when you were 25, what sort of um, what sort of advice would you give that 25 year old back then?
2: You look, on the first point, I think um, you certainly learn. You learn from every everybody, and and those young ones that are coming through. Um, and I've got. Kids the same sort of age you know from eighteen up to twenty five um, you learn a lot from them they 're different and, and it 's a different environment that they're growing up to um, than what we we came through in their ability to to pick up information um, and and I find them incredibly talented um, and and so converse across so many different um, types of of information that they they know about the the the, it's it's really incredible to, to hear how they talk i think um if you listen and you give them the time um there's a lot you can you can lot you can learn from them i mean our industry has changed so much um you know from a marketing perspective particularly of how messages about products um get to to consumers that you need to know um, from these younger people, how it is that they, they, they manage their lives, how they get information, um, how they get content. Um, as I said, you know, we, we run a very big marketing team in this business and things have changed enormously over the last few years where we're running advertising campaigns the traditional way, which was around TV, radio and, and uh, you know, newspapers and magazines is so different today um, with the advent of online and, and social media. Um, and those people, have, have that's all they've known. So um, there's a lot to learn, a lot to learn from them. Um, sorry, the second part of that question.
1: So then if you were a young person again, say 25, looking back, what advice would you give that 25-year-old John Donlan?
2: Yeah, I, I, th- I think um, to accept change. Yeah, change is inevitable and, and more and more at the moment um, as, as progression and and the rapidness of change in our marketplace and in our lives. Um, I think for most of us, change is never an easy thing, but, but I think again, with the the power of hindsight, you look back and think generally when change is made, it's for the right decisions and you need to get on board rather than trying to fight that. Um, you know, I, I think, um, I was probably, you know, in my early twenties and mid twenties, a bit set in my ways and set in my thinking, um, And and change was often difficult, Um, but that's probably the one piece of advice that I would have given myself back then to to take on that that change and and embrace it. Um, And uh, generally speaking, you can't can't stop the change that's going to occur. So I think it's better off getting involved and understanding why. um, And again, getting into that strategy and the plan going forward with the new change.
0: Yeah, um, quite interesting advice there, John, because uh, two of our prior guests that uh, you probably know, I'm sure you know, uh, um, uh, James Lane from, yep. from, from CCA, uh, or former sales director here, yep. and uh, Nick Nan from, uh, from Stuart Alexander. They're two pieces of advice to looking back would be to you know not to be you know to stay tight to to stay with a job and go through that change and yep, yep. sort of a little bit different but it was more about you know really the advice to a young one today is not to be jumping around
2: so yeah embrace, and embrace the change I and i think that's that's part of what i'm i'm also talking to our young people about that that want to look for change very rapidly and and you know that's that's uh that's something that they many of them are driven by now it's what that next opportunity is and as you mentioned before you know after six months they're looking for that next challenge um, you know I only had a conversation a few days ago with someone in our business who's who's moving through the management stages um, and said one of the one of the experiences they need to gain is is sitting in an environment where things don't change too much for a while because as you get you know as, if you progress through business a lot of the time things don't change too much in your role and, and, and the general makeup of your business is the same. Um, I think having the ability to to continue to be able to drive yourself when, when things are same, same um, is, is, is what future leaders need to have in their experience and in, in their tackle bag is that, you know, it's, it's not about just sitting there and doing the same thing in the same role day in, day out, but what, what new innovation? What new strategies can they bring to that? Um, so I think where that 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 jumping around thing is the, what I try and 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 advise our younger people is that you know it, it's not boring um, because you've been there for six months or twelve months doing the same thing. That's a skill you need later in life to be able to you know nobody's going to be jumping around you know, you would hope year after year um, for the rest of their career. So. Yeah, it it's it's sitting down and, and having the ability from from their perspective to continue to plan and, and strategize and how do they mix things up and analyze what it is they're doing. Um rather than just jumping to what, you know, a new, fresh, uh fresh role.
1: Now over the say the last eighteen years, you've been, you know, general manager and you know, lately you've been the CEO of PharmaCare. Have you noticed the role of CEO has changed over, say, the past five years?
2: Um yeah look I, I think total business has changed the the globalization of of the marketplace has changed everything within business certainly within within our business and and consumer goods um, industry you know the advent of china and, and the net and the, the worldwide ability for consumers here to purchase from anywhere in the world and and um, and and I think that has changed a lot. you couple that with as as I mentioned the 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 ability to get to consumers and to get into their minds and feed them content around product. Um, consumers these days are so much more advanced as far as the knowledge around products and availability and pricing because of the net. Um, that makes it diff- different, different from a business and leading a business that we, we've certainly had to change rapidly around that um, you know the the global market we now operate in many different countries and you can't operate the same way or the same thinking in each country um, you've got to be very open to the locals in those in those markets and let them advise you on what their consumers want and china's a really good example of that that um, just because somebody's some something's doing well in the australian market or even the american market doesn't mean that it will do well in the china market and again that's a that's a real need to have a strong listening of of the marketplace and and your people within that marketplace and consumers in that marketplace um, to be able to know that um, CEOs roles I, I think are evolving um, you know there's it's it's probably more around team and the team you've got around you and the management you've got around you the skills are getting so much broader um, as I said so much more diverse from the in international level. Um, that that you 've got to you 've got to have capable people around you that have got strengths in many many areas um, and fortunately you know, i've been i've been very fortunate the team around me is is so strong and has been so strong and and that that plays out in in the uh, in the results we 've had the growth we 've had um, for many years and continuing so
0: your your um, yeah, the pharmacare um, um, phrase that's on the website is you know create to tomorrow today and uh obviously it's a bit of a mantra for the business and you know can you talk us through a little bit of the thinking behind that i mean it it, really thinking about you know bringing things forward and making them today reality uh is really challenging but but that's where businesses need to be to survive in today
2: yeah and and what what we do in that area is is you know it's a mantra and and that comes out of it, the conference we had for the business each year. And we, we have a different tag, but it all fits into the, to the, the vision we have for the business. Um, and it's about growth um, and, and creating tomorrow. Today has been very much a part of, of what we've done and what we have to do to continue into the future. Um, it, you know, For the last few years of conferences and presentations I've done to our business, I've, I've put up a slide, a, a visual um, that shows a large tree um, with a lot of shade underneath it, and people sitting under it, and, and the the quote underneath is that you know somebody's sitting in the shade today because somebody planted that sh- tree many years ago. And I think that's what businesses have to do. You know, there's always a now around business, and you and you've got to get your results today. But but the long term and the planning and the vision, um, you know, that that needs to be strong. Um, we all get picked off with products and 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 ideas. Um, the market catches up to you. So, the growth aspect and the challenging everybody within our business of what's the next idea and what's the next opportunity um, is embedded in our business. And it, as I said, it's been that for a long time. But it's 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 who we are. It's it, it is our mantra. It's it's what we're all about. So um, that won't change uh, as a business. Um, but it's 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 really important. Um, when the when people come into our business, not just they're told that, but they see it, they understand the history, but they live it as well. They live the experiences, and and people enjoy being at Pharmacare because they can see it, that what they do makes a difference, and they buy into the the team aspect of of the results that we that we achieve.
1: So, John, we've talked a lot about you know disruption today, and I'm sort of curious about your own personal disruption. Uh, you know, if you look at your tenure at uh, Pharmacare. There has been lots of stability. So, over the course of eighteen years, what have you done to disrupt yourself to, to keep your energy up? And if you look forward into your journey moving forward, what do you think is the next phase for yourself?
2: Um, yeah, good, good question. That as far as the continuing to challenge myself, um, the business here is is unique. Um, at six o'clock every morning there's a a set of sales reports that go out to virtually everybody in the business. Um, And when I first came to the business, I found that a little bit confronting, you know, I was used to being measured on weekly or monthly sales Um, and it can be confronting for people, but um, everybody talks it. Everybody comes in, everybody knows how we're traveling against our targets. And we have, you know, not only do we measure ourselves against last year's performance, but against the budget and against the target. And everybody knows every day how we're tracking against that, and that can be really daunting for for, for people. But I think once you get the buy-in, and once you, you're getting the experience, and once you know what's happening, um, it's not easy to motivate yourself um, to what happens next. Um, again, I often say to people, when things are travelling well, don't take the foot off the pedal, because you know in six months' time you'll, that's that's when it'll catch up to you, and you won't be won't be getting the results that you've been achieving. So, um, never never difficult in this environment to keep to keep challenging, um, anybody and, and everybody within the business. Um, for me, I guess in the, in the, in the top role, um, the challenge is, is keeping it going. Um, you know, when, when you've had, um, the experience we've had the last, you know, 20 years and particularly the last, you know, 10 years and the growth we've had, um, that puts pressure on me that I've got to, I've got to continue that, um, that going. And so that, that, you know, I'm never, never short on um, uh, on inspiration and, 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 and needing and wanting to, to, to continu- continue the drive and, and what's next. Um, I guess for me, longer term in the business, one of the, one of the goals I've got um, uh, at the moment is, is bringing more managers and, and more experience through the business. Um, when you get growth like we've had, one of the challenges in, it's a bit like sporting clubs, whether it's surf clubs or football clubs, particularly amateur ones, the people that do everything end up getting all those all those jobs, and you end up with six or eight people that that sort of do everything. And as we grow, and as we take on more acquisitions, and and grow the business, and new countries, and new endeavors that we get into, it's really important that we bring through more people that can that can manage those businesses. So it it's a real focus now. It's a real focus for for training, um, for identification of of um, of people who are performing and who can go on to the next level in the business. And that's exciting for me. I, you know, I love working with people. I like, um, you know, improving people, identifying people and, and, and it's a great buzz when you're talking to somebody about, we want you to come through the business into the future to have a senior management um, role. So that's where, that's where the current is for me. Um, So it's sort of, you know, one eye one eye on today and and one eye on to tomorrow from a from a business perspective.
1: Fantastic,
0: mate. Um, look, uh, I think we could uh, we could keep going for about another hour. I feel, but uh, uh, obviously, John, um, you know, our our age crossed probably well over fifteen odd years ago. Uh, I think I was a bit of a whippersnipper too at the time. Uh, starting out in field marketing and uh, you're obviously going in, you know, going down the grocery road and uh, taking pharma care down that journey. And yep. you know, fast forward uh, 15, 17 odd years later and, uh, made it's a, a great pleasure. It's, it's been, uh, you know... Um, you know, very you know, privileged to, you know, I've seen you, you know, not only the business has grown significantly. I mean, you're in charge of over 500 people around the country, around the world. And, you, you know, it's a half a billion dollar business and you're in more than you know, a dozen countries around the world. So it's a it's an amazing achievement. And uh, look, I just, you know, Personally, thank you for your time. Uh, it's been great to catch up. As I said, I pro- we could probably go on for another hour. I know you've got some meetings to get to. And, uh, yep. But uh, we, uh, Mark and I, yeah, thank you very much. It's been great. And uh, who knows, we, we, might get, uh, we might catch up with you in the next uh, season or two and, and see how Pharmacare is coming along. So thank you very much for your time. And uh, Mark, is there anything you wanted to throw over to John, mate?
1: No, mate, no, that was fantastic. Thanks, John.
2: No, thanks, guys. No. My pleasure and um, good luck with it. I think it's a great initiative that you're doing. Fantastic for the industry. And, um, yeah, look, if, if some of our, our, you know, us more experienced uh, old dogs can uh, lend a bit back to some younger people coming through the business. It's a fantastic industry. Um, and, uh, one, I think we, you know, it's, it's up to us to nurture and feed a bit back into that. So, pleasure pleasure from my, my perspective. Thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. Thank you, John.
0: Well, the, what an amazing uh, chance to catch up with a, a, a great guy. Uh, John uh, is really uh, someone that I've uh, uh, admired over the years, and um, you know, definitely today was a great to understand a bit more about uh, him, and you know, uh, certainly his cultural uh, ingredients, and and more importantly, uh, what he sees for the future. So, uh, uh, what about yourself, Mark? What were your key takeouts?
1: Look, mate, uh, that time flew by really quickly, but the three things that stood out for me were. I think his emphasis on building teams where he sort of um, zeroed, you know, into that mantra of attitude before skill. You know, I think that's really important when we try to get the right people on the bus that they have to be behaviourally aligned to the culture. I really love his take on personal disruption because I think a lot of us think about disruption that you've got to keep on changing, and doing things all the time. But he's been at the one organisation for 18 years and he keeps challenging himself to be better and that's what makes him grow and give him energy. And probably the last bit, which probably goes hand in glove with the last point, is just his focus on innovation, new product development as ways of energising the company, but also you know growing from say thirty million to half a billion dollar business. What about you,
0: mate? Uh, look, certainly uh, the sports, uh, you know, the sports themes really resonated for me. Um, the again, as I mentioned in the in the broadcaster, uh, you know, the coaching, the 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 learning, the teammanship, the. The, the winning the losing components uh, you know they they 're all things that really put I think uh, a lot of people into um, good stead for for not just work or business but for also personal uh, endeavors in life so you know definitely sporting achievements and you know, playing for gordon uh, love the love the fact he spent time on the streets you know you 'll hear me harp on about it that 's really what I see as really a fundamental for uh, a business leader uh, as a as a you know, a somewhat senior person to really get to the top of their game uh, they have to have spent time on the streets they 've had to have done the hard yards and without that, you just don 't really appreciate and or very you know hard to manage and motivate people if you haven 't been out there and actually done it yourself and you know and really the the, the other one the final one was really about this uh, the disruption uh you know the challenge that he and the business would have faced through the the pan um pharmaceuticals uh you know contamination and, and issues um you know really could have sent the business to the wall uh toby being very much an entrepreneur he he was out there just uh you know kicking along to uh um and you know, bought two brands being uh, Brute and, and Norska and, you know, they're still really ingrained, you know, brands in our, in our, in our grocery channels and, uh, um, you know, ones that I know most people have got in their homes. So, uh, you know, that's that's been uh, really they were the three key takeouts for me. Um, you know, finally, I'd like to, uh, to thank our guest, uh, John Donlan, uh, for today.
1: And I know we couldn't have done it without the uh, production expertise of our young gun, Blake Labina.
0: And definitely many thanks uh, goes to uh, our creative partner, uh, Ant Mae from Ant Designs, uh, Sydney's leading digital agency and website providers. So next we'll be hearing from some of our uh, Australian leading entrepreneurs, uh, one that you, you, you may or may uh, not have heard of previously. He's got a, he's got a very uh, uh, unique style and uh, gonna love talking uh, to Mr. Uh, David Freeman. Um, and uh, from, uh, from there, Mark,
1: No, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be really different. So, until next week.